Welcome, welcome. This is the Popcorn and Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Robert Eng. With me over Skype from Florida, my good buddy Michael Sheehan. What's up, Mike? Hey, am I over Skype or am I on Skype? That's really the question. <laughs> that That is the question. Uh, Mike, so what do we got in store for our listeners this episode? Okay, today we're going to be talking about two uh, acting categories, Best Actress and Best Actor. Um, these are usually one of my favorite categories of the Oscars, I'm sure most people's. Um, you know, where we get to see the the cream of the crop of the year, the, the best performances up for their Oscars, uh, you know, in a lead role. And, uh, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about who we think is going to win and who we think got snubbed. That is right. So the Oscars are going to be on March 4th of 2018 this year. And so we have a little bit more, a little bit less than a month away before the Oscars occur. But first, let's go with lead actress, you know, ladies first. Let's be nice here. So here are five nominations for, uh, you know, best actress in a leading role. We have Sally Hawkins in The Shape of Water. Frances McDormand, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Margot Robbie from I, Tanya, Saoirse Ronan from Lady Bird. And Meryl Streep. From the post. So Mike, out of these films, which ones have you seen and which performance, you know, you personally loved the most? So I've seen The Shape of Water, I've seen Three Billboards, and I've seen I, Tanya, which means I've seen Margot Robbie, Frances McDormand, and Sally Hawkins' performances this year. All that being said, I think Frances McDormand is going to take down the Oscar this year. I think she gave an outstanding performance, uh, with just a ton of emotional levels throughout this film. Uh, you know, and, and and she's an actress who I think has gotten a lot of clout in Hollywood um, throughout the years being known as a phenomenal actress. And I was always like, I don't know. I don't see it. <laughs> um, until I saw this movie and I was like, holy crap. You know, if she can act the act, you know, if she was reading the phone book, it would sound amazing. Um, she just was really, really good. You know, like I said, the, her role had tons of levels to it. Just, you know, anger, um, acceptance, uh, not, you know, the lack of acceptance, blah, blah, blah. I can go down the whole thing. But see the movie just for her performance alone. Um, she really is quite the powerhouse in this film. Oh, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Frances McDormand is definitely the front runner. And I think she's going to win the Oscar. That's not to say that the other women aren't deserving. They they give they gave some great performances. Um, specifically, I really really love Sally Hawkins' performance in The Shape of Water. I think, you know, it was just such an interesting casting choice because I feel like if it wasn't, you know, it's it's art house or creativity from Guillermo. Like it could have easily gone to a younger actress and a more traditionally, um, you know, prettier actress than Sally Hawkins. And um, but I thought she was a great choice. I've loved her since I saw her in Happy Go Lucky from Mike Lay, and she is a phenomenal actress. She killed her role um, in The Shape of Water. So I'm happy that she got uh, recognized here. And I also saw Lady Bird, so I loved Saoirse Ronan, and it's it's just amazing how Saoirse is one of our finest young actresses in the business. She's I believe 23 years old, and this is his this is her already third Oscar 
nomination. Like, that is crazy to think about that. Um, so she's definitely in line in the, in the near future just to win an award because she already has three nominations. It's going to be... A, a, it's crazy to think that she's going to get probably a career Academy Award before she's 30. So that's nuts. Um... Yeah, but that being said, Frances McDormand was a tour de force in three billboards. She has this is I think I believe this is her fifth nomination for an Oscar, and she has won one Oscar already, and that was for her great performance in the movie Fargo, which a lot of people have said three billboards is very similar to Fargo. I would agree and disagree, but we'll talk about that more like Mike said um, when we talk about best picture nominees um, in the future. Um, so Mike, out of these, you want to add on to anything else, or you want to give um, someone that you thought got snubbed? Yeah, I'll just say I really did also like Sally Hawkins' performance. It was, you know, she just she embodied the character um, so well. You know, the the emotional arc you feel for her. You know, and I think like throughout the movie, you kind of like at first you're kind of questioning like, whoa, you know, why? Not to give too much away from the film. Minor spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. So fast forward if you don't want to hear it. But, you know, as she's, like, becoming closer to the monster in the film, quote-unquote, um, you, you, at first you're like, what the heck is she doing? But, like, then she totally sells you on the relationship between them. Um, you know, it's something that doesn't really speak so much uh, that she teaches. And, I mean, and I'm talking about the monster because she doesn't speak either, being mute. But she just gave a great performance. That's really what I'm getting at. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I I don't know that I've been a big fan of hers previously, but I definitely will be moving forward. Uh, and then also, just going to touch on Margot Robbie for Itania. I thought she was good. I, I just didn't walk away from that movie thinking she's amazing. You know, I've I think she's a good actress for sure. Um, but I just I I don't know. I think it was maybe the way the character was written um, to be kind of, uh, I don't want to say lacking emotion, but like letting things roll off her back as she goes through the life. And I think that's a testament to Tanya Harding as a person. But like for a character in a film, it, it kind of made some of the things that were, you know, serious in the film, uh, again, minor spoiler, spoiler alert, um, like she was, you know, abused and stuff. It, it, it didn't bring enough, as much weight to it as I would have liked, you know, almost in a way, almost kind of just breezing over the fact that it happened to a point uh, kind of bothered me a little bit. So I don't know. I, I, I love Margot Robbie. I thought she gave a great performance, but I thought the character itself herself could have been a little bit stronger. All right. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen I, Tanya, but yeah, Margot Robbie's a fine actress. And so... So we kind of talked about all four except one, the legend Meryl Streep. Neither of us have seen the post, Mike. But just like, what do you think? Do you think they just do you think they just you know check off Meryl Streep's box whenever she is in any movie just because she's Meryl Streep or like like I, I don't know because I. I, I think she is a phenomenal actress, obviously, but I feel personally that there are times when maybe she shouldn't be nominated. Maybe she shouldn't have won. Like, like what do you what do you think about the whole Meryl Streep thing? Yeah, I I didn't see the movie, so it's hard to say, but it definitely just feels like they're just nominating her for who she is. And I mean, granted, she may be the best actress on the face of the planet, right? But not every performance is going to be the best, and. I just don't know. I think, you know, maybe they really wanted to recognize the film, the post, and it didn't really get... I, I don't know if this is its only nomination. Do you know off the top of your head? 
Well, The Post was also nominated for Best Picture and arguably maybe a couple more, maybe one or two more other than that. But yeah, she, I mean, apparently she's the face of The Post. She is the lead. She gives a great performance. You know, I get it. I haven't seen it. But, you know, just, just you know, we, we can do like a whole episode where we look back at all of the Meryl Streep performances and the Oscars that she's been nominated for. And I guarantee you we could pick a handful out that we kind of scratch our heads about and say, really, she got in for this or really she won for that? But, again, you know, I, I, we can't talk too much about it because we haven't seen the post. Right, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, but I think, uh, I mean, I'm glad that she's in it. I do wish that, you know, move, I'm going to move on to my snub now. I do wish instead of Meryl Streep that Jessica Chastain had got nominated for Molly's Game. Um, if you haven't seen Molly's Game, I highly recommend it. Um it, it's a you know written and directed by Aaron Sorkin and Jessica Chastain gives a phenomenal performance. Uh, I I just still do not understand why she didn't get nominated. It really baffles baffles my brain. It, it hurts my brain to think about because she deserved it. She absolutely killed it. You know, just from start to finish, you're completely sold on this character of Molly. Um, you feel for her when she is hurt during the film, uh, physically and emotionally. Emotionally, um, it just wow! I was blown away. Um, really brought my respect to for Ch- Chastain up to a new level. And have you seen the movie? I have not seen the movie, but honestly, yes, yeah, she was on the very short list of actresses that were vying for a spot in this category. And to be honest, yeah, I am a little bit surprised she didn't get nominated as well. I haven't seen Molly's Game, but I do know she is a fine actress. And to be fair, Molly's Game got a good amount of love throughout the awards season, surprisingly. Maybe it fell short and she fell short in this category. She got snubbed because you know it was arguably a very small film that people didn't see and i'm not sure whose fault that is the studios the 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 distribution the release or you know the the advertising the marketing like i don't know whose fault that is it seems like i do want to watch this movie and everyone that has seen this movie has said really good to great things about it so i don't know maybe it's just because people didn't see it they didn't nominate her or they didn't you know vote for her but i mean yeah i would have i would have liked to see jessica chastain just because i love jessica chastain yeah i agree um so who was your snub so my snub and i i i know that this actress would have never been nominated in this category she didn't have a shot but it would have been really really nice to see for in my opinion i would have loved to see the very young actress brooklyn prince from the florida project to be nominated in this category and i know you know oscars have this thing against you know child actors and very 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 few you know young actors or actresses have ever been nominated for an oscar and i get that but i feel like she was just so good in this film and personally and I believe you have the same feelings, Mike. Personally, I don't enjoy watching children on in, in movies. I just don't think they're that good. I think they they either try to do hard or it's just so robotic. Like they they're not they're not mature enough to be acting yet. And when I see you know teenagers or younger in movies, I'm just like this does not feel real to me. There's something feels off. But there's something about Brooklyn Prince's performance as Mooney that is just so charming, so delightful, so just real. It, it felt so 
improvision like like it was just improv for her it feel like that was actually really her maybe it's better casting than a than an acting performance but still like it is an exceptional thing to watch her on screen and and the the, the layers of her performance based around her situation from the film i'm not going to spoil anything but she is in a very intriguing and difficult situation and she just plays it perfectly and in a way it got it gets me thinking that like maybe not for like the academy but there should be maybe for the sags there should be like a child acting like category maybe for like all children that were in movies um for that year because like i think it's kind of it's it's kind of a huge snub in my mind that she's not recognized by the academy for her great performance but like i said i understand she's very young maybe like seven or eight years old um but yeah like i said i really 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 enjoyed her performance do you have anything to say mike uh, just to comment on the fact that you think there should be a category, you know, it's one of those things. Is, is there gonna always gonna be child a- enough child actors to fill up that that category every year? I don't know. Maybe, you know, only if they kept it to like three people or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, what was it? I don't know if it was last year or two years ago with J- Jacob Tremblay, right? Uh, from the Room, he-, he was nominated for an Oscar, right? Right, yeah, 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 like Jacob Tremblay and even like Abigail Breslin back in like Little Miss Sunshine days. Like, yeah, there, there are a handful, but you know, yeah, you're right with the there, there, there are some that get recognized. Yeah, and I mean, I when I think of child actors like performances, I always think back to Haley Joel Osment in um, in The Sixth Sense. I, I was like, that was like one of my favorite child actor performances. But there really are, like you said, there's there's just so few and far in between. I think that give a great performance. Um, and then I, I, coincidentally, or, um, you know, to, to run it up against like a, a bad performance, I think Kelly Jaws in AI, uh, was a pretty bad performance. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And it's, I, it has to be tough. Cause if I was a voter from the Academy, I'd be like, yeah, I'm not going to vote for this seven year old over this professional actress who's been doing this for like 20 plus years. Like that's, that's a tough vote to give out. Um, so I, like I said, I understand the situation, but like, it would have been really, really nice to see her get a nomination there. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. All right, so let's move on to best uh, performance by an actor in a leading role in a motion picture. We have our five nominees. They are Timothy Chalamet from Call Me By Your Name, Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread, Daniel Kaluuya, Get Out, Gary Oldman from The Oh, no, not The, but Darkest Hour, and Denzel Washington, Roman J. Israel Esquire. So, Michael, which ones have you seen? I'm going to be honest, I've only seen one of these performances, so I don't know how much I can talk about the actual performances, but, Mike, what have you seen and what do you think? You know, I think we've only seen the same movie. Have Have we both seen Get Out? Is that the one we've both seen? That is correct. Yeah, it's kind of funny, man. You know, um, this probably for me, and I I don't know if this is like the first year it's ever been like this, but this is the first time that I can remember that I was could kind of care less who won the best actor (laughs) category. This is usually one of my favorite categories, if not my favorite category. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I just... I don't get it. I, I have to watch a couple of these movies, and maybe after I do, I'll have a lot more enthusiasm toward the 
toward the group, you know. Um, but I just, I, I've seen a clip of Gary Oldman in The Darkest Hour, and man, does that seem boring to me uh, as a film. So I, I know that he did a lot of prosthetic makeup, and I'm sure he always gives a great performance. Uh, I always think back to uh, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy, and I loved him in that movie. And I mean, just numerous amounts of films. You can go on and on. I just used an obscure one because I really liked it. Um, I didn't, haven't seen, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis, I think is, is going to end up taking it down because he's Daniel Day-Lewis. And I'm, I have no doubt in my mind that he gave quite the amazing performance in a film, but it's just another film whose subject matter, you know, seems pretty boring to me. Um, so I just really don't have too much of an interest in seeing a film. But so to speak to the one movie I have seen, and I know I'm going to butcher the last name, but Daniel Kaluuya. He gave a great performance, and I definitely think he's deserving of the Oscar nomination. And there's a part of me that hopes he wins it, but I think that that's you know he's probably the longest shot in the category to take it down. Yeah, so you know, like, just like what you said, Mike, I'm going to repeat it. You know, I've only seen Get Out, so I can only really comment on Daniel Kaluuya's performance, which was yeah, very very good. It was outstanding. You know, it's and it's I'm just happy he got recognized because I feel like. I feel like it's a difficult film to kind of understand how good his performance is. You know, there's there's a lot going on in Get Out, and and you can it's easy to kind of look past Daniel Kaluuya's performance without really pinpointing like yes, he did a phenomenal job as that role in that role. So I'm glad that the Academy got it right there. Um, yeah. So like you said, it's it's strange that we've only seen one out of these five movies um, for the for this category, and that I don't know if that has something to say about the you know the state or the situation of films being made this year. A lot there's a lot um, progression being made. You know, there's a lot of there's a big push about uh, leading women and more women centered roles and movies and so maybe that is taking into effect and like you said maybe these movies are just not really appealing to us because yeah like you said darkest hour kind of looks boring like, i get it you know winston churchill gary oldman prosthetics he gives he probably gives an outstanding performance but i have really no intention to watch that movie ever and Daniel Day-Lewis, I do want to see Phantom Thread eventually because I do love Paul Thomas Anderson. And if this is his last, you know, acting performance ever, then I'm glad that he got in here. Like you said, I'm sure he gave a great performance. Um, but I am going to disagree with you. I think Gary Oldman has this in the bag, but I could be wrong. It could really go to Daniel Day-Lewis. Um, but back to my statistics that I go prior to last year when... So last year... Comparing the SAG winners to the Oscar winners, Denzel Washington won the SAG Award for Best Actor, but Casey Affleck ended up winning the Oscar for Best Actor. But prior to last year, it was 12 years in a row that the SAG winner matched the Oscar winner for Best Lead Actor. So was last year just a coincidence, a hiccup, just a, you know, just a, a really... <clears throat> out there type of thing that happened so i don't know i don't know so gary oldman won the sag he has never won an oscar i believe but he has been nominated i think you mentioned uh tinker taylor soldier spy so yeah i think gary oldman is going to win this one that's my prediction um yeah so mike who did you think was snubbed and uh why so I think James Franco for his performance in The Disaster Artist, I think he was snubbed. Um, you know, I think we lightly brushed up on this in a previous episode that it, it might 
have had something to do with the, you know, the, I'll call it the, the scandal around, um, you know, his sexual allegations um, that, you know, I'm not going to go into in depth about them, you know, um, but I, I don't know. I feel like the reason he really didn't get nominated is because it's a comedy performance and I think the Academy as a whole kind of mostly looks down on comedy performances. You know, the only one that pops into my head uh, that I actually got a nomination was, um, you know, for the film Tropic Thunder was Robert Downey Jr. Um, and I think back and I remember being like so thrilled that he got a nomination because he really did give an outstanding performance in the film. You know, and I, I, I think the same thing about James Franco. I thought he gave a really, really good performance. Um, and I am kind of sad that he didn't get in. But I understand it. I understand why he didn't get in. I just wish he would have. What about you? Who's, who's, who do you think got snubbed? Yeah, well, first, yeah, I, you know, we talked about James Franco and how he was definitely, you know, in the running. You know, if he wasn't a top five to get nominated, he, he was definitely either like a six or seven, in my opinion. So he just missed the cut. Probably the allegations had to do with it. And but like you said, maybe the, the comedy aspect, you're right. You know, the Academy kind of overlooks comedic performances all the time so that's not entirely surprising but at the same time he was definitely in the running to be nominated um my pick for a snub is someone that you know i understand will never he there was no chance that he was going to get a nomination in this category but you know every single time he gives a performance everyone talks about maybe reinventing the wheel and adding a category in just just because he deserves something and that is mr andy circus you know we know him from golem and he is this he is a phenomenal actor in the film war for the planet of the apes you know all of the new planet of the apes movies he plays caesar and but why i think he deserved it for this performance is because war for the planet of the apes is entirely in the apes perspective and he is actually the main character he's almost in every single scene he gives a phenomenal performance and it's easy it's easy to forget that we're watching this film full of cgi apes and full of you know special effects going on but it's actually him that's playing the role and it's his facial expression and his mannerisms the way he walks the way you know he talks the way he moves everything is so poetic in my opinion from his performance in this film and it is just it is he just deserves he deserves something i don't know what he deserves but he definitely deserves something i'm not sh exactly sure what they can give him ever maybe a lifetime achievement award in like the technical categories one day or something like that but he like i don't know man it, it blows my mind that he just gives great performance after great performance but it's so easy to overlook what he does day in and day out mike do you have anything to say about andy circus I really like him, you know. It definitely seems like he's an amazing actor, but I understand why he doesn't get nominated. It's how can you truly quantify it? Because there's so much CGI interaction. It's it's like you know, it's like where does the acting stop and where does the CGI take over? At how do you truly know? And I think that's the hard part with trying to quantify or trying to nominate someone for something that you don't really know how how much of it was theirs. You know, that, uh, so I understand it. Now he is, I don't know if it's his first live action role, but he's going to be in the upcoming uh, Black, um, 
is it Black Panther? Is that the name of the film? The the comic book movie? Yes, that's I I didn't know he was in that. He's gonna be in it. Yeah, he's in it. He plays I think the villain or a villain of some kind. Huh. But he's got a he's got a a, a substan I think a quasi substantial role in that movie. So uh, it'll be interesting to see him in, in live you know on screen <laughs> for what maybe is the first time. I'll have to look that up. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Good for him. Good for Mr. Circus. Yeah, you know, I just really enjoy his body of work and, you know, just, just, it's exceptional. So, to recap, um, our picks for best lead actress goes to Frances McDormand. We agreed about this. Uh, for lead actor, though, Mike is predicting that Daniel Day-Lewis will win, while I am predicting Gary Oldman will win. So, we'll have to see who is correct and who is incorrect come Oscar night. Mike, you have anything else to add before we call it quits? No, just tune in to us next time where we will be discussing the arguably the most important category, you know, best film. That's right. Best picture will be coming up in our series of Oscar discussion. Thank you for listening. This is the Popcorn and Pop Culture Podcast. Peace. Peace.